Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You'll know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Good theme today. Guys who are successful but also have fun share us. No, not like us. I mean, I said successful, but share the wealth and are always kind of upbeat. This is a really you're not, I'm not, to be fair. (laughs) But Dr. Chaffetz, who was just on and loves his Billikens and said, I'm going to San Jose, and it does kind of stink that it's so far away. And you know what I'm doing? I'm giving the school 50,000 to make sure they get some students out there. That's how Kenny Wallet. Now I'm not saying he's throwing money at us, but he knows if you're having a good day, you share it with others. Kenny, how are you? I am doing great. Me and my buddy, old Jim Herzog, you know, Whitey Boy. Remember I told you about this. I know Jim. You know Jim. will say hi to Jim. Hi, Jim. Who's this? It's Martin Kilquan. Jim, how are you? All right, Martin. How you doing? What are the odds? Is Kenny on the speaker's circuit? Is this- yeah, yeah, I'll take you off right now. I just had to prove to him that I'm big time, baby. Uh, I'm, on, I'm 590 to fan. <laughs> Sorry I haven't found you a gig like this, but I will. I'll find some stuff. Oh, <laughs> so Whitey's son, Jim Herzog, who was the one who said, who's this? I think he thought <laughs> being interrogated on live radio uh, lines up speaking engagements. So who better for him to be associated with than Kenny? Let me guess, Kenny, are you at an event right now or are you working on your next event? So we met each other at uh, 270 Gravelways this morning, 9 o'clock. So we'd get to know each other, you know, because I'm, I'm fresh here in St. Louis. only been here two years. So we're driving down to Branson. We're at one of these legendary gas stations appropriately named Come and Go. <laughs> oh, my Lord, are you kidding me? So we're almost in Branson. We're going to speak in front of about 160, 200 people. Uh, what do you call the record like? Associated General Contractors of Missouri. So I'm excited, and we're going to give a little speech today. And uh, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm ready to roll, though. You you will have those guys fired up. I have no doubt. But also, Branson is a ton of fun. I, I think for a while, people are like, ah, I don't want to go down to Branson. No, oh, it's too touristy. It's great fun. The lakes are great. It, come on. Hoffman over here is real negative. He's negative about everything. <laughs> I want to be more well, like Kenny and less like Hoffman. I want to be more upbeat. Hoffman, let me tell you what, listen, when I was born in 63, and I love Mel Tillis, and all I can tell you is we have to pay it forward in life, like Martin was saying at at, at the top of this interview. You go to Branson because the great, you know, country western singers, that's where they sing, that's where they retire, they don't want to travel anymore. It's a good time. You go to Silver Dollar City, man, you get a piece of wood whittle bat, you get a... uh, a leather belt. It's a good time, my friend. Kenny Wallace, what is your presentation? Do you tailor it to the group? Does it change? Yeah. Well, yes. So my presentation is this. Uh, matter of fact, I'll start it right now, but I won't do much of it. So I'll walk up on stage, and first of all, i got a very nice introductory video made of me because I cannot assume that the audience knows me. 
So I invested in a nice introductory video. Uh, I think that's important because there is a generation gap in life, and they might not know who, who I am. So the video is about four minutes long, and then all of a sudden I'll look at the crowd, and they'll be going, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy, you know. So that helps. It kind of gets the crowd hyped up. You know, in other words, instead of who is Kenny Wallace and some guy trying to do his best to introduce me, videos are the only way to do it. So I'll get up on stage, and I'm animated. I I can work with a mic, but I kind of like to be wired up because I like to walk around the stage. And I'll do something like, I'll go, well, I'm sure you're all wondering, why is a race car driver giving a speech to all of you? And I say, well, remember this. I wanted to be a NASCAR driver really bad. And also my brother, Rusty Wallace, who is a 1989 Winston Cup champion. Kenny Schrader, who is a dear friend of mine. We all grew up in St. Louis really broke. And we wanted to be a NASCAR driver. So let's have fun. I'm going to start out like this. I was so broke. And you all say to me, how broke were you? And I start out and I go like this, Martin. I go, I was so broke. And the whole crowd goes, how broke were you? And I'll do something like, I was so broke that I grew up in Jefferson County and I didn't have any money for gas. So I would go down to the local neighborhood and siphon the gas out of my friends' or neighbors' cars and put it in my car. You know, they did laugh a little bit. <laughs> and then, you know, I take everybody through this process and, you know, just fast forwarding. And then I'll go, and then Mike, and then here's how I made it. And then they'll roll a video of Dale Earnhardt Sr. going, if it weren't for Kenny Wallace, I'd never won this race. And so it's a motivational uh, speech, you know, showing people that I started out as a redneck in Jefferson County, broke as a joke, and I put in a couple motivational lines in there. And then the speech ends with, hey, you know, I made it. You can, too. Because uh, I remember, like, when Martin Kilcoin started out as a poor guy. And now, look, he's on Channel 2. He's on 590 The Fan. So I can see a motivational <laughs> speech in your future, Martin. Thank you. Thank you. And Jim, Jim and I have been working on that. It's gotten to the point now where he hears my voice. He says, who's that? But here's what you, here's what you tell him. You say, I was so broke, I was siphoning gas off other people in Jefferson County. And now... I'm so cheap that while I talk to you, my wife is out in the parking lot siphoning gas out of your cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it goes on and on. I, I do about I do about six of them because I think they're funny. And uh, it ends up where, uh, you know, you'll get down the road a year later, and uh, a lot of these people that I meet when I give these speeches, they go, hey, Herman, you know, remember that time? You know, you're right. And, you, you know, it's, uh, you know the, the, I was so broke as basically – you know, snapshots of my life when I really was broke, you know, and what did I do? You know, one of them is uh, I was so broke that I owned a 1976 GMC pickup truck, you know, and back in the day I'd roll up to the gas station where they gave you full service and I would say, hey, fill it up with gas and check the oil in the motor, you know, because <laughs> but uh, we got some good ones in there and then Sometimes they'll lead into side stories, but uh, but I, I think it, uh, it it's fun for me, you know, because a lot of these people are construction people, and you know they're kind of in this line of work I am, so they're they're relatively easy. 
It's our buddy Kenny Wallace, Tuesdays with Kenny. Uh, I shouldn't say retired from television, but he's not on uh, the weekly grind. He's enjoying his life a little bit more, and I, I'm going to assume that'll mean even more Cardinal baseball. We're a little over a week away from opening day. That's going to take place in Milwaukee, a little over two weeks away from the home opener here in St. Louis. I know you keep an eye on uh, things. Uh, what's your confidence level going into this season? You feel good about it? Well, you know, I made a mistake last year. I said our Cardinals have won a lot of spring training games, so we're going to be great. And then I remember the Cubs not. I remember the Cubs not winning a lot of spring training games. So I no longer put my faith in spring training. What I do is I see what players they're playing, and then I wait for them to put all the players together. And you know me, TMA, positive mental attitude. Uh, and like I always tell you, no matter if my Cardinals are winning or losing, we're going to Bush Stadium. We're going to drink some beer and eat some peanuts. So. Uh, you know, we got some great players lined up. Uh, hey, just a side note. Love, love, you know, what's been going on in the media the last couple of weeks about Wainwright showing how he throws, uh, you know, his curveballs, uh, you know, with the thumb and the, the finger hitting the other finger and rolling it over. And uh, There's been some really good reporting uh, coming out of spring training. So uh, I'm just excited, man. We, we, we probably got two of the best signings. And it is hard to come off the run they were on. When you think about it, it was almost every October that they were in it. So they've missed the last three years. You've been at a, you know, highly competitive professional sports. Do you think if you're Bill DeWitt or John Mosaic that you're kind of sitting around and saying, man, I, the people that are like, just really pissed at us. It's like, God, it's, it's hard to be good every year, and uh, even though the fan base is restless, wondering are they doing enough, those are different questions. But when you come up short three years in a row in baseball, it's not really a huge drought, but in St. Louis it is. Do you think it would be hard to live with those demands or those expectations? Free agency. So that's the first thing I think when you tell that story. So, you know, when I look at uh, business models or whatever you want to call it, athletic models, when, when you look at, let's go to football, you know, it, it seems like the only thing that the Patriots got is Brady, the coach, and and Gronk, those three. Uh, now, if you get rid of one of them, does it, does it stay the same? So all, everything changed with us when Albert left, but we couldn't, we couldn't pay that kind of money. Uh, you know, when, when you look at, um, uh, at Carpenter when he was gone, and then, you know, how do you keep the players anymore? So I don't envy Moe's job or the DeWitt's job because you got a player, you love him, and they're gone, and you can't help it. You, you know, you make them famous, you make the players famous, and then, you know, look, I can't pay you $20 million a year. You know, we're, we're, in, we're the Midwest. You know, we're, we're St. Louis, Missouri. But now I will say this. There's got to be more pressure on DeWitt and Moe right now because the St. Louis Cardinals are becoming quickly one of the wealthiest teams around because of all the money with, you know, uh, you know Fox Sports Midwest. Uh, and, you know, we, what do we got? We got a lot of money there. So we got money right now. And I'm, I'm glad to see them take that money and go out, you know, and get Goldsmith. Uh, so, you know, it, it's our time. I think our strategy right now is not to waste that money. But we'll see how it plays out. I don't envy them because I've been in sports my whole life.
All right, let's end with this, sort of where we began. We were talking about Dr. Chaffetz, a uh, St. Louis U alum who's donating 50000 so that more students can get to that tournament game. Give me, uh, in your memory bank, something you did, you were real generous, or you surprised somebody, whether it was a gift, financial, or a present, or a trip, something you did where you just kind of laid it out there and thought, you know what, I'm going to do something for somebody else. Oh, all the time, but I'll tell you one that has to do with school. So uh, I graduated from Fox High School in 1981 in Arnold, Missouri. So um, I gave him, I wrote him a check for $10,000 because at, at the baseball field, they didn't have anywhere for the local radio station to announce the games from. So I gave him 10 grand and they put in a nice uh, little area for the media and they put in about 20 seats below. So uh, yeah, man, I tell you, you know, I'm, I'm not preaching. I'm just telling you what I did. And I really believe that John F. Kennedy said it right. Quit asking what your government can do for you. Ask what you can do for the United States. So I always challenge my friends. I'm like, hey, did you help anybody move lately? Did you buy any? Did you buy a friend a soda? So you know, we got to quit asking for people to do for us. And even if it's you know buying somebody a candy bar, just train yourself to do something for somebody and. Uh, that's a good man that's a lot of money to give away and uh, i'm sure everybody appreciates him kenny you enjoy branson and uh your gig there with jim herzog you tell him i'm gonna i'm gonna up my game a little bit i could be introduced at special events that he books me for and they say folks you could have had bob costas or joe buck but we've got martin kilquin and then they all get up and say wait a minute we could have had joe buck or bob costas what is this guy doing here well he's he's a little cheaper you know, and I'll end, I'll end with this, too. My daughter, Brittany, sent me this really cool thing. It said, learn where you're at in life and be happy with it. So I'm, I'm sure if, if Joe Buck doesn't want to do it, he'll make some pretty good money anyway. So do what he doesn't want to do. <laughs> I do what my brother Rusty doesn't want to do, and I'm happy as hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny, have a great trip. All right, gang, see you later. Bye-bye. All right, Tuesdays with Kenny. Staple here on the Midday Grind. 590 The Fan. Uh, Schnooks brings you the high school athlete of the week. You know, the seasons are changing right now. You're going into baseball, and you've got girls soccer, and you got fishing. Fishing. And so what we're trying to determine, Scott Brown, the baseball coach at Vianney, state champion coach, you figured out, is also the fishing coach. Yeah, Vianney has a, uh, a page on their website for their fishing club. It's, which says Scott Brown's a contact. This explains why when I went to Vianney Baseball Twitter trying to get that score yesterday, it was all this fishing stuff. Because it's the same coach who texted me back today at four thirty this oh, morning. My God, I'll show you. My dad does that. We I, have a we have a, a family group text chain with um, you know myself, my mom, my dad, my sister, and my wife and my sister's husband. And a lot of times we'll text throughout the night, and then sometimes my dad will respond like at four in the morning. I'm like, my God, go back to bed. That is at 4.42 a.m. Now, you didn't respond to about 7.45. Correct. I assume that's when you got up. I might have been up earlier, but I <laughs> I probably heard that this is – I'm like, oh, no, what's that? This is, you know, like, what? sorry, Martin, I went to bed early. I'm like, ooh. I, for the life of me, I do not know how people can get up at, like, 4 in the morning. And my dad gets up at 4 and runs. I do ooh. not know ooh. how he does that. Here's the thing. I can, underst- I can, like, rationalize that in my mind. Like April through September, 
but what the hell are you doing at 4 a.m. in the middle super of December cold, and he, it's like 5 degrees outside? If it's super cold, he belongs to a gym. Okay. He'll, he'll run a on the treadmill there. It's a 24-hour gym he belongs to. The other day I had to get up super early for my other job, and, I, and so I'm, I'm, and I'm driving by Francis Park at 5.15 in the morning, and there's someone jogging, and it's 27 degrees like, outside. I can get up. I don't understand why right. you would do that to yourself. I can get up very early if there's a reason, like yes. for work. But if it's just, hey, I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning, and do exercise, my alarm will go off, I'll wake up, I'll look at the clock, I'm going back to bed. Right. Or if like you have to work at 7 o'clock. I'll do it later. Or if you have to work at like 7 a.m., I can't get out of bed at like, at like 5.45 to get a workout in before I have to be at work. Right. I, don't, I, I mad respect people who do it because I can't. So I got to get this back to fishing, yes. which gets us back to, to the Schnucks. high school athlete of the week, which is what Schnook sponsors. You can uh-huh. find them on Five Night of the Fan. Vote for your favorite athlete, and we are open to the anglers, of course. We don't discriminate here. Schnook's a great sponsor of this program. We're going to be at the, I say Youngerman, but do people say Jungerman Road? I don't know what it's called. We're going to be there on Thursday, opening day of the tournament. We're going to be live at the Schnook's out west, continuing our world tour. You people have the need Schnooks. to buy their tournament stuff, Martin. You they can load up. Get their chips, their alcohol, their <laughs> Pizza and beer. Maybe a show that ends at 1 and Marquette plays at 3.30. It's the perfect time to stock up off Does television. That anyone know a good bar nearby? Yeah. And it's Kilcoin versus Mandy Murphy and a lot of smack. Being t- anyway, Schnooks, great sponsor here of this station, of this program, and the High School Athlete of the Week. Time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. This time of year rules because I can feel my allergies coming on bit by bit. Just every day it gets a little bit worse. It's And uh, Glenn Zimmerman said last night, the air is extremely dry right now. He said, so if your throat's kind of catching. That's and it's, mine. I think it's everybody's. There's dry air right now. And he said, everybody's got that throat thing going. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, love March. Uh, real quick, Martin, I'm not sure if you saw this news over the weekend, and I was waiting uh, for you to be here for this. Let's see if I could cue it up real quick. Uh, By the way, so- I just got tagged in a tweet oh, no. because we announced Dr. Chaffetz has given this 50000 Chris May's mad at you. No, somebody said, thanks for your generosity. I'm in cl- I'm, I was going to write back, no problem. No, you should say thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no problem. Uh, well, the, dolf- a- the Dolphins made a move involving. Daniel, last shot. Back to throw. He's traded to Tennessee. I don't know what that does. Tannehill traded to Tennessee. Tannehill. Last shot. Back to throw. (laughs) You can't get rid of him after that moment. (laughs) You could tell how much the announcers love Tannehill. (laughs) Tannehill traded to Tennessee. Finally gone. If anybody asks for us to explain why that lives on, we can't. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I'm not sure if you read this story by Jeff Passan about uh, the issues with the Philadelphia Phillies clubhouse. Last season, they've upgraded their team from a talent standpoint. Uh, Segura, obviously, Bryce Harper, uh, JT Romuto. They're definitely a better team on paper. Evidently, with the very young manager and Gabe Kapler, year two on the job, there were simmering clubhouse issues culminating in late September. Carlos Santana, now with back with the Indians, went to, after a big loss against the Atlanta Braves, well, not so much a big loss, but it was your ninth straight loss. They were already eliminated from playoff contention. Saw a couple of his teammates playing the uh, video game Fortnite after the loss. Took a baseball bat and smashed the television that they were playing the game on. Now, I asked this because Jeff Passon said he wrote the story and he heard from his wife. 
And I guess you have a young kid, and his wife said, Carlos Santana is living out every parent's dream. Martin, I know you have a young son, Carson, six, seven years old. He's eight. Eight. Yeah, that's close. Is he in the Fortnite? Does he play games? Have you been tempted to take a baseball bat to it? Uh, I would say within the past year, he played it a little bit. I wasn't crazy about it. And now he's more into Minecraft, okay. which is a little calmer. But I understand. for the My kid's not really like a video zombie. But it, it, lately he's been watching YouTube videos, and they're more educational. I'm like, sure, this is my kid. My <laughs> wife is the smarter one, so he's taken after her. But I can relate, though. When they do get into Fortnite or sh- games like that, yes, you want to take the baseball bat. Ideally, do it in a clubhouse where it's not your own TV. That's probably true. This is what's weird to me about the San Jose setup. I, Dr. Rick Schaaf has let it be known that he's not happy that excuse me, St. Louis was put there. Also because Virginia Tech was put there. That's not an easy flight for either team to make. And I was looking at at that pod, and usually I get it. They the committee will be more friendly to the the bigger seed, the more prominent team. So usually if you're a thirteen seed, they're probably gonna put you closer to where the four is. Not the case here. Here are the four better teams proceeding in that pod. Let me know if any of these make sense in San Jose. Kansas State. Who I was going to say, Bruce Weber said, hey, we're going to San Jose. I'm like, that's no good for them either. Right. Wisconsin. No good for them. Mississippi State. No good. And Virginia Tech. Right. So no. It makes no sense. Like I know even it's in- like if you're slew and you're a 13 seed, you don't get to complain. But right. now some of these better seeds are also getting shipped all over. St. Louis will occasionally get first and second round games. And that was usually when Kansas would be seeded here. Or one year it was Wichita State. I know Kentucky as an 8-9 seed was matched here just because it's easier for travel. But this is not easy for really any team. Slew's a 13 seed. Liberty's a 12 seed. Oregon also a 12 seed. The closest would be UC Irvine. They're a 13 seed playing Kansas State. That's a little unfair. <laughs> They're in their backyard. <laughs> They're in their home state. I think the problem is whenever you have games in california there just aren't that many good west coast teams Pac-12 is terrible pac 12 is terrible so there are not a lot of options it's the pac 12s fault with west coast teams or ncaa just stop putting some of these uh tourney games in the west coast maybe put them in better cities uh come and go the uh convenience store that kenny, kenny wallace was i guess at while he was talking to you uh it's spelled k-u-m and go now the reason is uh the name was adopted in 1975 to, uni- to unify the company's array of stores under a single brand. It was a play, obviously, on the phrase, come and go. But one of the owners, William A. Krause, and the other one, Tony S. Gentle. Come and go, K and G. So that's why it's spelled that K way. K and G. And now you know the rest of the story. See, now, whenever you see a come and go no. and you're driving a point, and G. I know why it's spelled that way, you dirty-minded people. That's the end of the day. We had a Dirty Billiken reference earlier <laughs> in the show, did. which led to a lot of texts that we didn't get to. Also, all. I have no idea. Someone did text in saying you could probably charter a flight for cheaper than, for you could probably get more for that 100 grand if you charter a flight. Here's the issue. I tried to look it up. I don't know what website to go to for that. <laughs> if you said, how much does it cost to rent a car in San Jose, I'll go to enterprise.com. I know to go to Google Flights or any of the major airlines' websites for a round-trip fare. I don't know. Is there a Google website for chartering a plane? I think Chaffetz would know who to yeah, call. Yeah, I don't but know where to, to go. I think he's I'm waiting. not in that tax bracket. If he gets the match and now he's got hundred grand sitting there, that's when you look into, all right, 
what kind of plane can we get? How many people? Yes. Do, everybody that signs up. Cause honestly, people are going nuts now on Twitter saying this is awesome. What are the details? What are the details? We don't have the details just yet. Nope. To be fair. We do, as far as going to opening day, Hot Shots wants you to see the cards play on opening day. They do. You have just a couple more days to go to any of the 11 area Hot Shots locations to register for a chance to go to opening day because Budweiser wants you to go. Winners will be drawn on March 29th. There are 11 locations while there. You can grab some great deals. Martin, it's Tuesday. There are Bud Family Pint deals every Tuesday night at the Hot Shots. Saturday, watch the tournament. There'll be Bud Family pitcher deals at every Hot Shots location. Nothing goes with Cardinals baseball like a nice cold Budweiser at Hot Shots.